October 22nd, 2023. We're continuing in Mesilat Yesharim, learning Perik Yotet, Bebe'ur Halkea Hasidut. And over the course of a long discussion, Ramchal has been setting forth for us the principles, the fundamentals of what it means to be a Hasid, a pious person, a person who lives with an endowed sense of piety. And many of the ideas, and certainly including the last few that we've discussed, and will finish hopefully today, are quite lofty. And again, the message, as I understand it, in this chapter and many of the other Pirakim of Mesilat Yesharim, and he'll even say it explicitly in a different context, is, In other words, the concept being, this can't and won't be per se expected of you to live a life um, determined and dictated at all times by these sorts of character traits. To be a Hasid is very difficult. Uh, he described it already at the onset of the chapter as something that uh, very few will be able to actually achieve. But you'll have glimpses, you'll have opportunities, you'll have circumstances where you can rise to the occasion of acting like a Hasid, of realizing what it means to exemplify Hasidut. And if you're not studying it and thinking about it appropriately, leading up to those circumstances, situations, and opportunities, you won't be able to live up to the, to the challenge of the moment because you don't even know what's expected in an ideal sense. So much of, uh, certainly this Perek and many of the other Perakim in Mesilat Yesharim describe ideals, they describe uh, something we're striving for, we're yearning for, while at the same time realizing the shortcomings and the difficulties are real as well. So says Mesilat Yesharim, he says, V'hineha Hasid hazeh milevad ha'amuda shu'oved b'ma'asya mitzvot ala kavana hazot, hineh vaday sarich sheyistair tamid sa'ar mamash al ha'galut v'al ha'horban. Mitzad ma shezeh gorem mi'ud kivyachol ikhvodo yitbarach. As uh, Ramchal had described at the end of what we learned last week, he described that uh, a perspective of a true Hasid, of a person who strives and has uh, perhaps risen to a point of Hasidut, is they're thinking externally as opposed to internally. And what I mean by that is in terms of objective. Their objective is to raise what he describes as kibodoyit barach, the honor, the glory of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, instead of themselves. It's a full selfless endeavor in every activity in life, in every thought, in every, uh, in every decision that's made. Uh, the vision and the perspective is one in which, well, I'm striving for it. And now on the flip side of the same coin says Ramchal, it's not only that I'm striving and I'm uh, moving and doing with that objective, I'm also um, pained and sorrows, sorrowed, I'm mitzta'ir, tsa'ar mamash, on the fact that we have galut, on the fact that there is hurban bet hamikdash. In other words, for full manifestation of honor and glory of God, well, we need and want mikdash. We want a full uh, restoration of the kingship of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in its rightful place and, and time and so forth. And so as a result, there's first and foremost the striving, and then at the same time, to become a person imbued with such emotions, a person who has such a perspective, there's also a sa'ar, there's also a sorrow. And many Jewish mystics have a tradition of, called tikkun hatsot. Tikkun hatsot, effectively, at midnight, there's uh, sitting on the floor and reciting verses and tefilot, thinking about horban bet hamikdash. It's a constant and consistent thought process, a mindful activity in which 
a person is searching and seeking uh, a vision, a perspective of Horban Bet HaMikdash becoming rebuilt, of Yerushalayim becoming filled with Kivodo Yitbarach. Ramchal describes that for us over here. That's a selfless direction. That's a person who's seeking and searching something outside of themselves instead of raising themselves up at all. You'll be yearning, in, in addition to that sa'ar, the sorrow over the exile, you'll be yearning for redemption. With redemption, that will raise the name of God, that will raise recognition of God, appreciation of who He is and what his essence truly is about. He says that's what the statement of Tanad Veliyah, which was cited just a bit beforehand, meant. It's a person who's, who's, uh, who's striving for or looking forward to and hopeful for. And Meser, at the same time, they have a little bit of sorrow and difficulty uh, for Kevod Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim is not only a city, Yerushalayim is emblematic. It's a symbolic of the Kavod of Hashem. And in turn, it's a prayer for the redemption of Yisrael. And in turn, the Kevod Shamayim being raised up again. And I know what you're thinking, says Ramchal. A person might say, Who am I and what's my importance, my prominence, my significance? That me, I'll pray for the restoration of the Mikdash, for the ingathering of uh, exile, for the rebuilding of Jerusalem. Do you believe? Should I believe that because of my prayers... Uh, well, all of this will be solved. That's nonsense. Who am I? I'm one person. The answer can and should be immediately sent in the direction of such a person. The Mishnah in Masechet Sanhedrin, as we mentioned, describes how human beings were created initially. Humanity was brought forth as a singular being. Adam Harishon was by himself. And the Torah tells it to us with a Musa. The Musa is each person needs to see themselves. Rambam writes about this in Perikimal Vechot Teshubah as if they're an only person. And in turn, anything and everything they do has a certain significance. In other words, instead of being so realistic, be a little bit more idealistic. Realize that it might not be that you'll cause a change, but nonetheless, your words have significance. Your actions are important. You might not be able to, in a realistic sense, change everything, but you still have a responsibility to do what's expected of you. And in turn, it should be understood, it's a nachat ruach. It's a pleasurable smell, so to speak. It's a rason Hashem. It's the will and, and, and hope of God. That we, his children, be praying for this. Even if our requests are not fulfilled, because it's not the appropriate time. Or for any other reason. We fulfilled our responsibility. And in turn, there's a certain rejoicing and happiness from HaKadosh Baruch Hu's side. It's reminiscent, in, in a sense, 
of the Gemara in Masechet Berachot and Dafyod. The Gemara over there talks about how Hezkiah HaMelech was rebuked by Yeshayah. Yeshayah, when Navi turns to Hezkiah and says, how come you haven't procreated? How come you haven't had children? Hezkiah says, well, I've seen down the line that my lineage is going to be a rotten lineage. My child, my children are going to be uh, go off my path. And the response of Yeshayah quite clearly, and it's a telling moment in the Gemara's uh, uh, um, memory of what took place is uh, that's not your responsibility to envision what will happen as a result of your actions. If this is your responsibility, if this is the right thing to do and you know that, it's a mitzvah hamutelet alecha why are you involved in the secret ways and the directions of HaKadosh Baruch That's not your responsibility. Your responsibility is to do what's expected of you. And uh, well, you have all sorts of deliberations and determinations and fears and um, misgivings. This is just do what you're supposed to be doing. That's the statement here of Mesilat Yisharim as well. You might say, and rightfully so, I'm not going to be able to cause the Geula independently. I'm not going to be able to actually affect the change nationally, internationally, globally, cosmically. Uh, what's, what's the difference? You're doing Hinehem Asu you're doing what's expected of you. And in turn, there's a rejoicing just for that. And it's about our inability to do so. Am Yisrael's failure at this. That's the, so to speak, anger, the rebuke of the Navi. So the Pesukim in Yeshaya first and foremost describes It's a sight, it's appearing, it's a noticing, but nobody's there, nobody's a part of this. All it took was one. All it takes is your responsibility fulfilled. Uh, likewise, at the beginning of Parashat Vayetzeh, the Chachamim Masechet Berachot and Davkavav, translate that as, En pigi'ah ela tefilah. Yaakov's at the top of the mountain in Beit El, and Vayifga' b'makom, pigi'ah, that's tefilat arbit in the eyes of the rabbis. So the Pasuk of Ir, Vayishtomim ki'en mafkiah, there's nobody praying, there's nobody soulfully searching and seeking. Uh, there's a certain anger, there's a certain uh, letdown nature from Yeshayah, course, reflective of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You can't be the Ish, but I won't be effective, but it won't change anything. So what? And likewise, the Gemara famously that he cites in Masechet Sukkan Daf Mem Aleph, when it talks about Zechel LaMikdash, or Zechel LaChorban, Mara calls it a Zechel LaMikdash, Minalan, how do you know the Avdinan Zechel LaMikdash? The Gemara over there is talking about the Takanav Rabban Yochanan Ben Zakai. From the Torah, we only have to raise the Lulav on day one. In the Mikdash, it was all seven days of Sukkot. Uh, but today, we do it all the days of Sukkot. Why so? Says the Gemara, because, says the Mishnah, Rabban Yochanan Ben Zakai had an understanding after the destruction of the Mikdash, when he's living, he understands and he realizes, tomorrow the Mikdash, today the Mikdash will be rebuilt. People won't remember, they won't realize you have to take the Lulav all seven days in the Mikdash. As a result, he was mitakin, he set forth, Mikdash. so it's on our mind at all times, at least throughout Sukkot, uh, we think about the restoration of the Mikdash. And that's what the Mishnah says. Says the Gemara, Minalan, Mikdash. 
What's the sourcing that you should be involved in such endeavors? Answers the Gemara from this Pasuk. The Pasuk says, Sion hi doresh enal, Pasuk in Yemiyah. Sion, a reference to Yerushalayim, uh, he, doresh enal, there's no doresh, there's nobody talking about it, there's nobody seeking its, uh, its, its conversation. And the Gemara says, Miklal, you can derive from this, the Ba'ya you're supposed to be talking about it. One person. One individual, that's your responsibility. It's our responsibility to be searching and seeking for Kivot Shamayim, for Geulat Yisrael. If we're thinking outside of ourselves instead of just about ourselves or about ourselves at all, just thinking about Kivot Shamayim, we're understanding the significance of Tishkon Betoch Yerushalayim. We're understanding the significance of Reseh, uh, of the Hashabat HaKorbanot. So, so when we say that, that love and Hetrog is... Direct only the first day. You're saying if there was a Ritmik Dash, it would be direct all seven At days. At Makom Hamikdash. Yeah, that's the pasuk. That's the That is the purpose for the takala. Mm-hmm. There's a question in Poskim. What about all of Yerushalayim? Because Rashi says Mikdash meant the Beta Mikdash. Harambam in one place in his Perusha Mishnayot suggests it means all of Yerushalayim, which in turn prompts some of the Poskim, Birkat Yaakov and others. And the question is, um, what about Bizman Hazef? You go to the Kotel, you're fulfilling the mitzvah Asim in HaTorah. If you're at uh, part of Yerushalayim, you don't need to be in the Mikdash. Is that a mitzvah Asim in HaTorah? Many rabbis, Chambadya Yosef writes that when he was younger, he used to do that. He used to go to the Kotel on every day of Sukkot so that he'd fulfill the mitzvah in HaTorah. Others suggest against it, specifically. You don't force yourself into a makom hayuv min ha-Torah in order to fulfill the mitzvah. Uh, what if you do it wrong? Just be mistapik with the circumstance and situation. That's set forth for you, but yes, absolutely. Says the, it wasn't just a Kohanim who did it seven days? The mitzvah would be for anyone who's at the Mikdash. Why only the Kohanim? Oh, if you're at the Mikdash. That's right. You're saying I still wouldn't have an obligation to That's be exactly at the Mikdash. That's exactly what I'm telling you. Even if you accept it means Yerushalayim, so if you're there, that's the way and many others, so then you fulfill it. You don't have an obligation to, I mean, that would be unfair. If you have a nation which is very large and don't fit into the Mikdash or Yerushalayim, so it's, it's, it is when you are Lifnei Hashem, the fulfillment in that fashion. All right, but anyway, that's what Ramchal is, is setting forth. We can't be poter, we can't exempt ourselves because of the uh, the minimal strength that we have. This is the Mishnah that I mentioned earlier. Don't believe that you're going to finish all the labor and work which is expected. However, on the flip side, but you're not a free person to exempt yourself. I can't finish it. Well, begin it. Do what you can. Again, the words of What are you getting involved with the outcome? You do what was expected of you. The Pasuk in Yeshaya describes how there's nobody from all the children who, so to speak, he birthed. Uh, there's no one to be menahel, there's no one to be governing and doing appropriately, and there's no one to be mahazik biada kivyachol of hakadosh baruchu from all the children whom he raised. Ve'amar kol abasar hasir ve'kol hasdo ketsis asade. And similarly, the pasuk says in Yeshaya that all flesh and these pesukim are references to the non-Jews or to the outside of Am Yisrael nations. All flesh is hasir, is like grass of the fields in some way. Kol hasdo. And all uh, 
of those who were graciously brought about, like the blossoms of the field. There's a lot of, bit, a lot of potential, but there's a lot of disappointment. How so? Pirshuzal, he quotes from a Tikkunet Zohar, Shekol chesed she'osim la'atzmam, hem osim le'tovat nafsham ul'hana'atam. The Zohar, Tikkunet Zohar, has this statement that these Pesukim are reflecting a disappointment um, um, uh, at, at, in, at uh, analyzing and realizing the ways of other nations. They do good, but they're doing it for themselves. It's what Ramchal has been warding us away from throughout this last part of the Perikyotet. Don't do it for yourself. Um, uh, stay away from a Shelodi perspective. Do it entirely in a selfless motivation mode. And in turn, that's the contrast is, well, that's the way they do it. They do it They don't have intention for this uh, full intent of doing it lichvod shamayim, doing it lichvodo yitbarach, lichvod Hashem, velo mevakshim al ilui hakavod ugulatan shel Yisrael, sharei iyevshal lichvod elyon liitbrabot elo begulatan shel Yisrael beribui kevodam. Rambam slips in over here, as the Hachamim do in many places, that there is a certain symmetry between kevodam shel Yisrael and kevod hamakom. So again, to summarize briefly, go ahead. Because Tikkunei Azar is, is, is setting forth in Ramchal's eyes the contrast. Our objective and perspective is to do Avodah Likhvodo Yitbarach. He cites from these Pesukim and from Tikkunei Azar, which says they don't do that. No, that doesn't answer the question of why should we pray. He made his point on that. He's oh, done so with that. This is, he's moving past that. He's, he's moving back to the principle of the matter. And he's expanding the principle of the matter a bit in this next few lines where he describes that this is an objective not only for Kivodoyit Barach, but Kivod Yisrael. That sounds confusing. I thought you told me it's about selfless motivations. If we're talking about Kivod Yisrael, the honor, the glory of the nation, sounds a little self, selfish, not selfless. His description is that Kevodan Shel Yisrael is symmetrical or is connected at the seams to Kevodoyit Barach. How so? Uh, what's the explanation? He says, because Iev Shalik Vodal Yonli Trabot, Elbe Ugulatan Shel Yisrael, Biribui Kevodam, Shezetalui Beze Behemet. He says, if you're looking for God's name being proclaimed, God's name being carried, it's going to be by Am Yisrael. It's Pasuk and Sefer Devarim, Kishem Adonai Nikra Alecha. Are you going to have the name of God uh, pronounced upon you? Right, all the nations of the world will see. It's our responsibility. It's our it's our realization that we carry that name of God, which to a certain extent gives us fuel, gives gives us energy to do. But in turn, says Ramchal, to pray for Geulah Shelema means also to pray for Geulah Tan Shel Yisrael. It's it's an ironic reality. It's the irony, it's in Pirkei Derbi Eliezer. It's a well-known statement, Pirkei Derbi Eliezer, in Perik Yod Aleph. I cite this from time to time for the irony and the difficulty of wrapping your head around such a notion. But the notion is that in Melech Belo'am, which means to say there's no king and coronation of a king without a nation. In other words, if you're seeking and searching God's greatness as a Melech, you in turn, or he in turn, needs a nation. It's a hard thing to wrap your head around. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not deficient in any way. It's one of our principles of faith. It's a tenet of belief. And nonetheless, the statement is, but he can't be complete without us. In Melech Belo'am. 
Uh, that's the vision, that's the perspective. How do you wrap your head around that in a philosophical sense? It's God who's perfect, the same way as Harambam writes, others write, HaKadosh Baruch Hu can't create a four-sided triangle, and he can't create, uh, he can't give himself a body, and he can't create another being like himself. Those are all impossibilities. Impossibilities don't detract from that perfection of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but in a certain sense, it's a certain responsibility upon us. If you're searching and seeking for Kevod Shamayim, so then you need Kevod Yisrael. He needs Kivyachol. He needs our involvement in order for him to be recognized. We are the bearers of his name. Without us, his name is not pronounced. It's Moshe's words to a certain extent throughout much of, well, Shemot and certainly Bemidbar. When he turns to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he says, you destroy Am Yisrael effectively, you're destroying yourself. The other nations are going to see that you destroyed these people. What are they going to say about you? That's kind of what he's hinting at. Well, you're contingent in an ironic sense, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, on us, but that's more than just a claim against him, so to speak. It's a responsibility upon us. If our, if our responsibility is to be Marbe Kevod Shamayim, we need to be Marbe Kevod Yisrael as well. And that's quite a responsibility. It means any action, any involvement that we have. When we talk about Kiddush Hashem, we talk about it in a real sense. You say, no, that only reflects on me. It doesn't reflect on our God. It reflects on both because by definition, our honor is, is completely related to and symmetrical and parallel to the honor of heaven. That's the statement of the Midrash. It says that you're sighing, you're groaning and moaning and having the sorrow and difficulty not only on but it sounds heretical. It's not heretical at all. Understanding that is exactly related, directly parallel to Kivod HaMakom. So again, so Ramchal Mesilat Yesharim here then is in the midst of closing this midav hasidut by describing to us our responsibility to strive for, to seek, to have a perspective in which we have this selfless approach. What does it mean to have a selfless approach? In what respect? To think about kevot shamayim. To think about kevot shamayim means to realize that we need geula for that reason, not for our own connection, so to speak, but for kevot shamayim. That's our objective. That's our responsibility. It gets connected in turn with to, with Kevodan Shel Yisrael, Kevodan Shel Yisrael, who are the bearers of Shem Shamaim, of Shem Adonai Mikra Alecha. Well, as a result, our prayers are not only for the restoration of a city and a building and even the glory of God, but it's for the glory of Yisrael as well. There connected at the seams. Nimseta lamed sheshene devarim yesh beinyan ze hada kavana b'chol mitzvah va'avoda shetiyel le'ilui kevodo shel makom b'mash b'riyotav osim la'hat ruach lefanav ve'od ha'sa'ar ve'habakasha al ilui ha'kavod ha'ze she'ye'ase b'shlemut be'ilui kevodan she'israel b'shalvatam Summarizing it as we just did Mesilat Yisharim says it succinctly there are two objectives that he's then developed over the course of the last several paragraphs and those are number one the intention with all mitzvot with all 613 as well as all avodah avodah sounds like the above and beyond mitzvot the worship of god which expands beyond the black and white what is the intention not ma'aseh but rather kavana ilui kevodo shel makom it's for raising up the honor of god 
And furthermore, or connected to that, is the tsar. What's the purpose of a tsar? What's the constructive purpose of sorrow? It's in order to imbue us with a certain hargasha, with a certain uh, understanding and feeling of who we are, what we're striving for. Says I'd be amiss in not mentioning as well another kavana. So one kavana of hasidut is ilui kibodoyit barach. But furthermore, it is tobatador. A hasid, a person who is striving for, perhaps arrived at, is intending not only for God, ironically, but also for tobatador, for the generation in totality. Shihine, ra'ui lekol hasid, shihitkaven b'ma'asad letobat, it needs to be an intention with all your actions, with all your thoughts and directions, for the entirety of the generation. How so? Your actions, you need to envision, again, Halambam says these words in You need to envision the world as being hinged upon your actions, upon your doings. Uh, your action, in turn, will merit them. It'll provide protection in some respect. The vision of this Pasuk in Yeshaya is that the eating of the generation from the fruits of the righteous one, the righteous one has provided those fruits. He's given the sustenance, the health to the generation in its entirety. For this matter, Mesilati Sharim is doing so. I hear you. I hear you. In the, in the specifics of his conversations, you'd be you'd expect it to say Hasid. Maybe it's borrowed language in this respect. Point taken. He says You think that that's just the collective? Because obviously, you could also think there's a collective mitzvah, like not necessarily one individual to be in the order of goyim. Similar to you're saying Kavod Hashem, like he's specifically saying that you're you want to bring honor to Hashem, and that's that's what you're trying to do, not to bring honor to yourself, but you bring honor to Hashem and bring honor to Israel. Right. So you could say that they're just fulfilling the mitzvah of Or Lagoim, and so and maybe they're just doing one of the commandments. Not necessarily bring Kavod Hashem, but just fulfilling this mitzvah or Lagoim, which is a collective mitzvah. Okay, so in the earlier conversation, you're saying another perspective. I mean, he's giving you the depth of it. The, the baseline perspective is it's my responsibility. He's like again, the purpose of that mitzvah. Right. He's, he's giving the, the underlying philosophy of it, so to speak. Right. V'chen amruzal, and so too, Moshe asks the meragilim, the tarim and ta'aretz, check the land as you go in and parashat shelach, check hayesh ba'etz. Check if it has a tree. And the derashav, the hachamim, is im yesh mi, Check if there's an individual who protects his generation like a tree. Now, Ramchal is likening that to the pasuk we had just a moment ago, right? It's the fruits which are eaten from the righteous ones. The generation is kept healthy through them. He says that's the tree as well. Truth is that the hachamim have a vision of, of a tree providing more than just fruit. A tree provides sail, provides uh, shade as well. And, and in turn, the word hasala, to be saved, is milashon sail. The idea being that our protection is derived from some sort of shade. From what? From hama. Hama is the sun. The word hema in Hebrew as well. Anger is similar to that. You get heated up and in turn you take out your anger. So to be protected from that, there's a necessity of sale, of, of, of shade. In Aramaic, the word for prayer is 
salota, milashon sele as well, the protection which is derived for ourselves or by others for us is through salota, is through the shade uh, which, so to speak, comes from that tree. Uh, in, in turn, when Kalev and Yehoshua uh, turn to the people in Parashat Shelah and say, uh, we're protected, don't worry. What are their words? Sar silam me'alehen. Their words are sar silam. Their shade was taken away from them. They have no protection. Also, the description of Hatzalah is uh, through the mechanism, the imagery of a tree as well. It's me'inyanadi It's uh, In truth, it's the vision of how the, some hachamim criticized Noah. I see the Pasuk says in uh, Yeshayahu, it likens the Mabul and describes it as Me Noah. It was the water of Noah. It should be anything but that. It should be the water of the Hamas. It should be the water of a generation. Noah is the one who saved. Why Me Noah? So Zohar somewhat famously suggests it was Noah's uh, addition to the mix in the fact that he didn't pray for them, that in turn we're attributing the Mabul, the deluge, the flood, to Noah, it was, so to speak, his fault. It was his responsibility as an Ish Sadiq Tamim Hayab Dorotav. Ramchal would say as a Hasid, to be the Seil, to be the Masil, to use his Salota, his shade, his prayer, to protect the people from the Hema, from the Hama of the God. What's that? He wasn't the tree. He was not the tree, exactly. Said in other words. V'tiresh ezehu resono shel makom, and you'll see that this is the will of God. Sheyu Hasidei Yisrael mezakim mechaperim Al kol she'ar hamadregot shebahem, that the uh, righteous, the pious, better yet, of the generation, of the people, should be bringing forth zechut, merit, and kapara, atonement, for all other levels that are existent, all people. V'huma she'amru zal balulav u'minav, yavoh elle v'chaperu al elle. Right, the lulav, etrog, avdasim, and aravot are envisioned by the rabbis as representing, as emblematic of different members of Am Yisrael, some having taste and smell, some just having taste, some just having smell, some having neither. Why put them all together? The Hakamin don't just say for unity, they say unity with the expressed purpose of let the righteous ones, so to speak, atone for the others. And there's, so to speak, not a uh, will, not a passion from God to destroy and to do away with the wicked ones. So the responsibility of, of the Sadiqim, of the Hasidim, uh, to strive for the, uh, the, the zikhut of others. That, of course, means raising them up, but it means raising yourself up. It's through your own actions and prayer and avodat Hashem that you can do so. You're seeking and, and beseeching from God, beseeching God that He bring the appropriate inspiration to those who need to. And to defend the generation. Israel Kivyachol Gabriel only had a uh, had a uh, uh, an entrance to uh, full involvement with God 
once she defended the people. Similarly, as well as being entered into a relationship, a revelation from God, once he defended the people. Because God only has a, a love, has a connectedness in the fullest sense to someone else who is defending and loving the people. And the greater you get in terms of your Ahavat Yisrael, your striving for Am Yisrael, in turn your relationship with God will be expanded and enriched as well. Seeing outside of yourself, as we say always, is the first step to a connection with God. Noticing others means noticing God, means Him taking notice of you. These are true shepherds of the nation who have that connection with God. They give their lives up, their souls are transferred or, or are, are dedicated to his flock, to Am Yisrael, all ways, all directions are pointed at the defense and the success of the people. They're always standing at the opening, which means says when there's a breach, they're there to protect. It's the prayers, it's the opportunity, the responsibility which they have and feel in order to bring forth blessing instead of curse on the nation. God's, so to speak, connection and love to the people who are defending his people can be likened to a father who loves the person who in turn loves and protects his child, you don't know that person, you don't have a close connection to that person, but you do know that that person is protecting your child. You have a love and a connection innately and naturally to that person. And so to the Mishnah Masechet and Gemara afterwards Masechet Makot and Daf Yodal, it describes how the Torah uh, sets forth the principle: When do people who killed accidentally get freed from Ir Miklat at the death of the Kohen Gadol? They're in this city of refuge. They killed accidentally. They're there for life unless the Kohen Gadol dies. Gemara questions, why is the Kohen Gadol responsible for these people or anything that happened? Explains the Gemara, the Kohen Gadol should have been praying for the safety of his entire generation. The Kohen Gadol is emblematic, is the symbol of the leader, of the Hasid for the people. He should be praying for the people preemptively, prior to accidental deaths. And in turn, the Gemara likens it to Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi. Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi at a distance, but somewhat close to where he was, a person was, as the Gemara describes, eaten by a lion, harmed and lost his death uh, from some natural animal uh, intervention. And as a result, Eliyahu Navi didn't come to the Bioshua uh, ben Levi for some time, period of time. Why not? Why is it his fault? It was your responsibility to be Yoshua ben Levi. As a leader, you should have been governing the people in a tighter way. You should have been seeking and searching for their security and safety at all times. That's the description throughout this last passage of the Pedic. A Hasid thinks not only about Kivod Hashem, not only about Kivod Yisrael in the abstract, but the true Kivod Anshel Yisrael in terms of their safety, in terms of their uh, direction, in terms of inspiration, in terms of God's intervention in their life. 
That's what each of us should be striving for. We pray for others in our prayer constantly. It's part of our liturgy because that's what it means to strive and to seek being a Hasid. It's clear in turn the responsibility, the hova, the commandment, and uh, an understanding that Hasidim need to have with regards to their vision and their protection of their generation. It says, in turn, we've set forth the fundamentals of Hasidut, the details, it's almost a joke over here. Uh, we spent a good, what, 12 classes or so in Perikyotet? That was just the fundamentals. Now the details, you'll go out and you'll determine them on your own. On your own. Any pure heart, any pure mind is going to find them. If you're looking, you'll follow these principles, these roots, each matter as it arises. There are no simple guidelines. There's no explicit black and white rules and laws that will govern this. These are the principles. This is what it means to strive to be a Hasid. Go out and, and search and seek and struggle through that endeavor, that journey of rising to the occasion of Hasidut. Says Ramchal in his concluding words, it's a, uh, it's, it's a tall task, but as we, as we uh, to a certain extent, concluded over here, you might not finish it, but nonetheless, you're not free to the extent that you can exempt yourself from it and run away from such a responsibility. Baruch Adonai